0: beautiful soul. Welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you are asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply, and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, It helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family, and future generations. If that sounds good to you, Let's begin our journey together. Good morning, beautiful soul. Are you feeling depressed, anxious, or frustrated when you speak to or spend time with your partner, your boss, a friend, or a family member? If so, you may be in an emotionally abusive relationship. The effects of being in one can have a major impact on your self-worth and it also can cause a number of health problems, both mental and physical. In this episode, we are going to share the story of an incredible woman named Sandra who was dealing with two abusers in her life, one at home and one at work. The toll the abuse cost her, both mentally and physically, uh, and then seven ways she used to finally be able to break the cycle of emotional abuse. So listen in and we'll get right into her story i feel like many of you know i have a company and a luxury keepsake book i created called my magnus opus and it helps people tell their life story and leave a legacy for themselves and their children now there are people who call me to work privately on these stories because they either have difficulty doing it on their own or they want me to help draw certain topics out uh, and i really enjoy doing that Uh, and this was one of the stories i actually was given permission to share on this important topic of emotional abuse Sandra and that's not her real name, called me and then came to visit me several times over the past few years to work on her life story. She's a bright, attractive, energetic woman in her young 50s. She holds a C-level executive position at a major tech company and is the mother of two college-aged children. We were working on the part of the book for her that discusses the most important lessons she's learned. And we pick four that she wants to speak about and then she gets to say her why. Well, the first lesson she wanted to talk about and she wanted her children and grandchildren to read about was, lesson: do not tolerate abuse. It's never okay. And she wrote that with an explanation point. So I let her tell me her story around this and why it was a life lesson for her and the meaning of sharing it with her children and future grandchildren. Here's how her story unfolds. Sandra has a wonderful education and married her college sweetheart in her mid-twenties. But she said, if she really thought back in these early days, she noticed things early on that were not really healthy behaviors. She said he was criticizing the way she did things He wasn't approving of her friends or the time she spent with them and she thought he felt a little controlling of her, you know, where she was going, what she was doing. And she didn't think that was a big deal, she kind of shook it off. After all, she told me they got along fine and soon after she was pregnant with their first child. That's when the arguments with her husband started. Let's call him Bobby, and, of course, that's also not his real name. Bobby would actually blame her for the arguments, telling her it was because she was too emotional and high-strung. Then she noticed he would call her names. He would tell her she was crazy, and when she would discuss these things with him, he would either trivialize her feelings Or negate them. Surprisingly she told me she had a wonderful group of girlfriends but was afraid to tell them about this because she was embarrassed and didn't want to let people know she was having problems in her marriage. Sandra started looking for a therapist to talk to so that she could actually do this in confidence and then she became pregnant with her second child which she so desperately wanted. So she continued to excuse away Bobby's behavior, thinking things would get better and she stopped looking for the therapist. Unfortunately, things became worse. Now Bobby was withholding affection and she started feeling ugly and undesirable. He would make comments about her appearance such as, you need to grow your hair to look sexy, or you should get contacts instead of wearing those bookworm glasses. Again, Sandra absorbed it, and by doing so, validated it. On occasion, she would fight back and protect herself, but it seemed to make things worse since somehow the blame always came back to something she did wrong, and the fight just escalated she felt worn out by the fights. Bobby was not open to marriage counseling, uh, which she, she did suggest, and instead he told her that she needed therapy to get her head on straight because he couldn't take all the complaining and exaggerating she was doing, and that she was the one who had all the wrong and bad perceptions about their marriage. The marriage continued like that for years. Bobby abuses, Sandra, and Sandra takes it. But this time, she's beginning to work through the issues with a therapist and sharing the truth of her situation with two of her close girlfriends in her network that she decided to trust with the situation. I'd like to tell you because I'm sure you're all thinking, oh great, this is where the story turns around. Uh, but unfortunately, the story gets worse. Sandra, who was the breadwinner of the family, ended up adding another abuser to her life when she changed jobs and went to another big company in a C-suite position, and this time with an abusive board director who had the CEO in his pocket. So Sandra, who had already tolerated abuse in her marriage, was now dealing with abuse in her new company. Her boss would humiliate her in public. He'd make unreasonable demands of her, criticizing her work, suggesting she could not handle things that she had expertly handled at other companies before, and he even said, oh, I'll probably have to jump in to clean up the mess you'll make. The list went on. I I actually listening to Sandra was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not sure how you could listen to him any further. It seemed the boss violated all of her personal time as well, expecting her to be on call 24-7 and having to do projects that added more hours to her already long work days and her work week. I tried to keep a straight face as I continued to listen, but I felt this protective anger well up inside of me. I wondered why she didn't assert herself and put up a boundary to say this is not okay. But I've come to learn, as she continued sharing her story, she felt so beaten down. She felt she was worthless. She shared that she started believing that what her husband and boss were saying was true. She wasn't smart. She wasn't attractive. She could only screw things up. She went into a deep depression and admitted she was both drinking and then taking medication her psychiatrist prescribed. She wasn't sleeping at night, which made her really irritable and emotional. She told me on the days the kids were at activities on the weekends she would sit in a chair in her bedroom, despondent with a bottle of wine next to her. Things became really bad for her. She started developing a nervous twitch in her eye and didn't even feel the desire to exercise any longer. The final straw for her came when her daughter saw her crying after a huge blow up with her husband. And her daughter said, Mom, why does Daddy always talk to you like that? Why do you let him? She said those words stabbed her in the heart. And in that moment, she realized if she wasn't going to change her situation for herself, she should do it so her children don't think. That is how women should be treated, or anyone should be treated for that matter. So she employed seven steps that were outlined with her therapist. She told me she had taken copious notes and kept a notebook during this period. Uh, And these seven steps ultimately helped her leave her marriage and then her job. The first step was she had to make herself a priority again. And that meant healing slowly her mental and physical health, which had been completely, completely degrading over time. She had to start eating healthier again. She had to get sleep at night. Then the therapist said, and I want you to go enjoy a hobby that you like doing. And she had to go back and remember some of the things she actually loved. And then the therapist also encouraged her to spend time with people she loved and who were very supportive of her. The second step she worked on, and that's what she said took her the most time, was to establish an exit plan. To really not be afraid that if her husband her boss or anyone else who behaves that way doesn't have a desire to change, she had to know she could make a plan for her life without them. She did a vision board of what her new future life would look like and that helped lead her and guide her to a place that was not where she was currently living today. The third thing she had to do was to realize she couldn't fix them. You can't change a person. It's like cardinal rule number one. You can only change yourself. But I think she had a bit of magical thinking that She, somehow her husband was a very capable guy, could just change. But that was not going to happen since usually an abusive person makes a choice to behave abusively. Sandra could not control his actions, but she could control both her response to his actions and her response to the emotional abuse. The next thing is she had to build up her support network. In this case, she already shared that she had some wonderful girlfriends and she started confiding in two of them, as I mentioned to you, but she also has a close family. And I wondered why she didn't speak about them sooner, but she told me she isolated from them because her husband always made her feel uncomfortable when they visited together. And in addition, she ended up reaching out to a rabbi at the temple she went to so that she could get some spiritual counsel. The fifth thing she did was to stop being down on herself. My goodness, didn't she have enough time with that, really? But before Sandra got to this actual help stage, she was blaming herself her self-esteem had been battered and she was thinking there was something deeply wrong with her. So she was her own worst critic. She had to stop that voice and really see who she was. The sixth step was to set up boundaries until and when she had her exit plan in place for the marriage and the job, she set boundaries up. And this was a very hard step for her, but it made her feel she had some sense of control. And she relied on her therapist often to help her come up with consequences. And the seventh and final step was to end the relationship. At that point, Sandra realized things were never going to change, things were severe, and it was impacting not only her, but her children. So she decided it was best to leave. She left her marriage first and her job about a year later. I thanked her for sharing the, this most personal story and also the valuable items from her years in therapy because I thought they really could help others. But then I went back to the question we were answering in her life storybook. And I feel like sometimes we end up getting these answers by asking the question and letting people tell their stories. But I wanted to circle back and I said, Sandra, you told me that one of the most important life lessons you wanted to share for yourself for your children and for your future grandchildren is do not tolerate abuse. It's never okay. And after you write in this box, the part of your story that you do want to share for them to read, you have to tell what, what is it that you want them to know about this story. And she said, I want them to know how this lesson changed her life. By allowing someone in a marriage to tell me who I was and treat me in a way that I should never have accepted. I wanna break that pattern of emotional abuse so you will never tolerate or excuse it away in your own life. Once you see the warning signs, you'll get help immediately. And most importantly, you need to love yourself enough to not allow someone to try to hijack your entity with your identity with abuse. Your mom had this happen to her at the expense of her mental and physical health. I want to do everything to protect my daughter and son and all of the generations to come from experience and experiencing this. And I said to her, "Well, Sandra, that's truly beautiful, and I actually hope you share that whole story because I think you're talking to them about seeing signs. I think it's important for them to understand the walk, what you actually went through. Now, I'll leave that up to Sandra what she wants to do in the final book, <laughs> unless she's letting me edit it and then I'm going to put everything in. But I know, Sandra, you're listening to this show now, and I want you to know that your story is a gift not only to your children and future grandchildren, but to everyone who has tuned in today and anyone they know that needs to hear this important message while they are isolating and blaming themselves. You're a beautiful and courageous woman, and I can't wait to help you write the next chapter of your life story. And to all the beautiful souls listening, I am sending you so much light and love, and I'll see you again next Monday. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story, and tag me at mymagnusobis. Also, I'd like to get to know you, so please join our email list by signing up at www.mymagnusopus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do and keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.